You're listening to the B2B Content Show, a podcast about the how, what, and why of B2B content marketing. I'm Jeremy Shear, and my guest is Liv Anderman, VP of Marketing at Findem. Liv, it's great to have you on the show. Hi, Jeremy. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me on. Tell us a little bit about yourself and about Findem. Sure. So I started my career in law rather than marketing. So I was a barrister for about seven years in London uh, before moving to the States. And when I came out here, realized that being a lawyer once is excusable, but twice, not so much. And the (laughs) costumes aren't so good over here. So ended up moving into tech and had always really been interested in business. And so it was a good transition into that world and started in product, then product marketing and now marketing as a whole. And I've been at Findem for about a year and a half now. And at the time that I moved, I was really looking for that earlier stage company and was honestly blown away by the power and potential of the technology that I saw on the demo when I met Hari, our CEO, and love the people here. And so that's what prompted the move. So that's a little bit about me. And Findem, well, it's in the AI recruiting space. It was founded in, I think, mid-2019 by Hari and Raghu. So that's our CEO and CTO. And... They're deep infrastructure engineers. I think they actually met at a company called Asta Data, which may even have coined the term big data. Mm-hmm. And so in the Findem universe, data is supreme or getting the right value out of data. And we really see the challenges faced by talent acquisition teams ultimately as data problems. And the big goal for us is to massively increase companies top of funnel with top diverse candidates and then shrink the time that they need to, to hire or to fill those open roles at a fraction of the cost. So it's, it's pretty exciting. It, it basically turbocharges that whole talent acquisition process with AI and it lets you search for candidates like you never could before. So you can make amazing hires. Mm-hmm. Okay, very cool. Before we go on, I just want to say first that barrister sounds so much cooler than lawyer. It's just, you know, know. if someone asks you like, well, I'm a lawyer, blah, you say, I'm a barrister. Wow. That, it just sounds like very British. It is very British. It sounds good, but people often think I'm better at making coffee than I actually am. So, uh, Right. That could be a problem. And I know like, so male barristers, right, wear the, the robes and the wigs and all that, right? Oh, everyone does actually. Yeah. In women too. Even women. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, wow. Well, Everybody it's, does. It's okay. technically reserved for... It, only, only certain types of occasions would you wear the wig and gown. So criminal proceedings or oh, or if you're trying to commit somebody to prison, you would put on the, the wig and gown. But, okay. So I, I didn't actually wear it all that often, but it, it was good to so, have that. But so, it is kind of cool, though. You're right. Much better costumes than here. Just Here it's just a suit, pretty much. Right. Yeah. Just put on a suit. Okay. All right. So anyway, back to find them. So talent acquisition, obviously, these days a very much sought after space with the so-called great resignation going on. So every company pretty much is looking for the best talent, harder than ever to find. And, but that also means it's a very crowded space. A lot of companies mm-hmm. putting, putting forth solutions. Uh, and of course that means it's just harder than ever to stand out from the competition, right? So your job as a marketer be- becomes a little more challenging that way. So where do you start? when it comes to positioning Findem as not just yet one more talent search company? You know, what, what's your strategy there? It's a great question. And I think it's, it's true. It is a really crowded space, but that's in a way just evidence for the fact that hiring top diverse talent is such a pain point for talent teams right now. And all these yeah. solutions that have been around in the market for some time 
aren't really solving that problem. And so it, it does also pose a lot of opportunity for us. And I think that's the starting point is, is trying to find the intersection between opportunity and then differentiation to make us stand out. And so our positioning does center on the talent search itself because that's where it all starts, right? Recruiting is like marketing, essentially a numbers game. If you don't find enough quality candidates to fill the top of your funnel, you're never going to have enough people reliably to hire people for every open role. So because we're putting talent search so centrally, our positioning has to go beyond words. And we realized that pretty early on to make us stand out from the crowd. And so we launched something called the impossible search, which is an interactive experience. Yes, it talks about the differentiation around our search, but also allows people to play with it, to experience the search for themselves. And we're enabling people to run candidate searches that are completely impossible on other platforms. So mm. you could find someone who's a president's club winning AE, who's been hired at multiple unicorn companies or an engineering leader who's seen a company from series B through to a successful IPO and builds diverse teams or someone who's completed their vesting period. Absolutely anything you can think of that you can say in English um, that has some basis in data, you can find using our search. and. So that really backs up our positioning. So if we take a strong stance on search, we're also putting our money where our mouth is and allowing people to test it out. And mm. nobody else is really doing that in the space. It allows you to get a real feel for, for what makes our technology different. It is a paving stone to, to a true PLG motion. So uh, that's positioning on our website and top of funnel. And then when it comes further down the funnel, we want to make sure that we're empowering our sales team with slides and a talk track around how that technology works and what makes it so unique. And, uh, and so those are the two, two approaches we've taken really to try and um, circle around that search story and, and make sure we're standing out from the crowd. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's what a cool idea. I mean, it, it sounds so basic. Just try our technology. You can do stuff with it. You can't do with anyone else here. We'll right. prove it. Just try it and you'll find out how well has that worked so far? It's worked pretty well. I mean, it's it's our highest converting lead source. So uh, not just that, I would say when it comes to the quality of the leads, if someone has seen some of our web pages, maybe interacted with an ad and tried the impossible search, they tend to be much higher intent leads. They're that much more informed. And so by the time mm. they get to a sales conversation, they're going straight to a demo. We've seen some of those leads close really quickly. We have one close recently in just two weeks, which is it, really great. It was a large deal. So from the the sales mm. motion standpoint it can be helpful and um just in terms of warming up those leads so that they understand a bit more about find them and are more intrigued to see the full platform it's working well yeah i mean it sounds like it, it's kind of fun to do too it's like kind of gamifying it a little bit i mean it sounds like it would be fun to play around with it and be like okay let me think of the craziest search i can think of and see if this thing actually works you know right and we've exposed a few example searches. I mean, I think we have a hundred or so that you can play with. And then to do a full search, you'd need to to use the platform or see a demo. Right. So, so that's where some of that intrigue is, is is peaked, and we're able to carry it through when we have the sales conversation. So, how much time do you and your team spend looking at what your competitors are doing in terms of that kind of stuff? Yeah, I, I would say a lot. I mean, it falls into two key buckets. First, from a digital strategy point of view, we're always looking at both competitors and best of breed. So top SaaS companies, seeing what they're doing, who stands out. 
And uh, really every company today is a data company. Every company is an HR company uh, because everyone's hiring and everyone's using data. And so we can learn from everywhere. And we do that a lot with research and experimentation. And then on the product marketing side as well, we, we do spend a fair bit of time looking at our competitors, building battle, battle cards, analyzing how competitors are talking about their solutions and, and also just listening to our customers and, and talking to people in the space, because I think it's, it's so important to speak the language that our customers are speaking. And even though the talent space is very familiar to everyone, I mean, I'm a hiring manager, so are so many people and companies, but it, it is a specialized area of the business and it, it has its own language like, like any mm -hmm. other. And so it's important to, to really understand that first and foremost, I think. Yeah. Can you think of an example of something that you've seen a competitor do that you're like, oh, wow, okay, that's a great idea. And that you actually like found a way to incorporate into something that you're doing? I mean, I, I think it's more thematically, you know, diversity is a really big driver of conversions in our space and, and is a, a conversation yeah. starter and, and something that's a real challenge for our customers. And so I think just observing how our competitors were leaning into that topic meant that we invested time really understanding that space and coming up with our own thought leadership around it. And, and because of the differentiation in the product, we're able to go a few steps beyond in terms of what we can offer to, to people once we get them interested in that topic. And so I, I think that's been a, a really interesting area of learning for us is just looking at what are the key themes people are really creating content about, creating webinars about, talking about in the space, because that's something that we can learn from. They're all doing their own research as well about mm. the market. And, uh, and so important not to follow it blindly, but to take inspiration for sure. That's something we do. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm curious, like, obviously you're doing your own research and that's like proprietary knowledge that you want to use to your benefit. How much do you talk to, you know, other VPs of marketing in either competing companies directly or, you know, adjacent companies? Like how much, to, in what sense is there like a community of professional marketers that kind of, you know, help each other, like share ideas. There is a strong community. I, I don't so much talk to people who are at competitor companies. I think it's harder to get in touch with those folks, but yeah. I, I, I would do. I'd be interested to hear to hear what they're working on. But there are a couple of people that I have regular virtual coffees with every six weeks or so. We check in and test out ideas, ask for advice, suggestions, and, and run through strategy. And that's really helpful because even though everyone's operating in different spaces, different markets, personas, and so on, there's still an awful lot to learn. And I think that it, it's also good to feel that community, to feel the support. It can, it can feel lonely otherwise if you're yeah. testing something out. Oftentimes there's a, a steep learning curve before you get something right. And, and if you can take someone else's learning from something they've done, it might speed up your time to success. So. I, I do that fairly regularly and, uh, yeah, always interested in connecting with other marketing leaders yeah. to, to learn more about what they're doing. Yeah, that sounds good. I mean, swap war stories, right? So it's, it's to, to learn and also just to probably some corroboration of like, oh yeah, okay, we're, we are doing smart stuff or like, you know, other right. people are trying this too, you know, it's not just us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, okay. A few quick questions here to kind of wrap things up. What's been your uh, main focus so far in Q1? So I think Q1, three things really, first of all, building awareness and digital presence. So we really want to expand our organic search volume and that's key to that. Related is our content strategy. So we're producing a recruiting trends report right now. We've just finished the survey on that. 
uh, over 100 talent leaders that we're gathering insights from. And we're going to be putting that out in the next couple of months and then building the team. So we're running very lean right now and have an amazing team of people, but want to add some folks to that. So on the product marketing and marketing ops side, and, and those are key focuses for us this quarter. Awesome. Uh, what are the top three KPIs that your boss is keeping an eye on? Well, I mean, it's all to do with top line growth and quality of the leads. So we're, we're very interested in reporting on MQLs and the conversion of MQLs to meetings and meetings to opportunities would, would be the top three, I would say. And then we're also pretty interested in and tracking the size of leads. So mm. we're seeing traction from large enterprise companies, but also fast growth startups. And we want to understand a lot about those deals. What's different about their journey into our funnel and, and through it versus others. And so that's something that... It, we're tracking as, as we go through for every every single MQL. Okay, very good. And finally, what do you and your team hope to accomplish this year? I would feel great if we accomplished increasing our brand awareness so talent teams really understand how Findem can help in, in mm. their talent acquisition challenges. And then, as I mentioned, increasing our organic traffic to our website, that's that's a big one for us. And and data, I mean, you talked about the proprietary data that we have. It's a huge advantage at Findem that we have our own data team and our own data. And so we're building out a research, research arm around that data that we have and, and turning it into marketing materials. And that's just in its nascent stages, but I'm really excited for that and to see what we can do in terms of thought leadership and and really providing useful content for, for the talent community that we serve. Okay, wonderful. Well, sounds like you have a lot of really exciting stuff going on and uh, it's gonna be a great year, it sounds like. This is a great time to be in this space. It certainly is. I mean, everyone's talking about talent, uh, whether yeah. it's at the dinner table, the New York Times, it's not just mm -hmm. if you're actually in the space, it's, it's a pretty dominant topic right now. So very interesting to see how it unfolds. Yeah, well, Thank you so much for sharing all that and uh, for a great conversation. Really enjoyed it. Thanks, Jeremy. It was great to chat to you. That's it for this episode of the B2B Content Show. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or you know someone who you think would be a great guest, let us know. You can contact me at jeremy at conversa.com. That's C-O-N-N-versa.com. The B2B Content Show is brought to you by Conversa Podcasting. Check us out at conversa.com to learn more about how we help B2B brands start podcasts to connect through conversation with the buyers and decision makers you need to get to know to grow your business. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.